research and figure out what already people are looking for online and then try to create a piece of content that is better than what's out there or somehow more unique than what's out there already. Welcome to episode 35 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. And I was able to do just that with with my hobby and passion, and now after eight years of being a full-time engineer, I'm proud to say that I support my family just from the income from my online piano course. And my guest on the show today is no different either, Mr. Leon Turetsky started a, an online course based on his hobby and passion of dancing and ballroom dancing. And he has been doing this way longer than I even have. He got started all the way back in 2009. So we talked about how he was able to do that because there's so, there's so much fewer resources. There were so much fewer resources available back then about how to learn how to do this stuff. I mean, that's almost a decade ago when he got started with his online dancing course. And we also talked about how his monthly membership model has worked for him through the years and how he's able to balance having an in-person dance studio with also being successful with his online course. So let's go ahead and jump in to that conversation with Leon. Hey Leon, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Good. Can can we start uh, by having you just tell us a little about a bit about who you are, what you do as relates to online courses? Yeah. So my name is Leon, and um, I own the website uh, passionfordancing.com, uh, where we teach people how to ballroom dance online with videos. Um, I also own a few other websites. Uh, one of them is learntodance.com, where we uh, where we uh, sell online courses in different styles of dancing. So those are kind of like my main two sites. And then I got a few other ones as well going on. Um, but those are the main ones, basically, in the dance space. Uh, passionfordancing.com is kind of like my first online business. And um, it's a membership site where we basically, um, basically our mission there is to make uh, dancing uh, to, to make it as easy as possible for someone to learn online through, at their home, basically. So the passion for dancing was the, was your first venture into into online business, and if I'm correct, you were teaching you were teaching you were you were doing dancing yourself, and you were teaching it yourself before you went online with it, right? And then when was it that you got the idea to to say, okay, I want to turn this thing that I'm passionate about into an online course? Yeah. How, how much time do we have, man? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I actually grew up as a, as a dancer. So that's kind of like, um, so I was, I started when I was 12 and I was competing uh, in competitions uh, right away. And uh, I was training with the best, um, with the best dance teachers in the world and traveling and all that. So I was kind of like, you know, the typical dancer, if you want to will, if, if you, if you will. And then I wanted to teach how to dance. So that was kind of like my main thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to teach in person, you know. And then I started teaching at a studio and all that. Um, and then at some point, I wanted to go on my own and start a dance studio on my own. 
But um, right, around that, right around that time, as I was building my physical teaching business is when I kind of stumbled on the online stuff and kind of an idea popped to me that, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here. This was 2009 when I saw a bunch of, you know, people on YouTube um, and I saw their videos and I was like, huh, it's not that great. I can do something better. And, um, and that's kind of like where the idea originated. So I actually started passionfordancing.com before I opened my actual physical dance studio. And then I went to open it as well. And I was running both for a long time. I still have the dance studio, but uh, not, a, not that much of, a, of my focus anymore. I don't teach that, that much anymore. But um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of how it all started. And uh, so yeah, I just, I just saw the opportunity there. I just started making videos. And, um, and then it was, it was for a while, I was, I was still being a dancer, you know, and th that's the thing is, I was still, I was still training. I was still teaching and, and passion for dancing was kind of like whenever I had time and uh, over time it kind of shifted. And now I can say that definitely more of my time and more of my priority is the website and my studio is, is no longer much of the uh, focus at this point. Man, 2009 is a long time ago. And yeah. Back, I mean, that's before I got started. That's before most of the people I talked to on this podcast got started. So when I was getting started, and that was five years ago, that seems like so long ago. And there, there, was, there was not as much information back then as there is now on just uh, how, to, how to create an online business, how to make an online course. So back in 2009, what resources did you use to learn about this stuff? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I think I learned a lot from trial and error. Like most people, I do a lot of reading. Uh, and uh, I remember some of the early people that I followed was uh, definitely uh, Pat Flynn uh, was one of them. And uh, this was before he, and he became so big and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so I was following him. I also started following people like a little bit Stu McLaren because he was one of the, I don't know if you know him. Sure. He was, he was one of the... Uh, co-founders of Wishlist member. Mm -hmm. So once I got, I, I used Wishlist member. And so once I started using it, I became the, the head of Wishlist Insider thing, which is all about building membership sites. So I learned a lot from there as well. Uh, niche pursuits uh, as well. I, I used to read and, and now I read a lot of other stuff because there's a lot more like you say. But it was a lot of trial and error, to be honest, in the beginning, because I, I really didn't know in the beginning what I was doing and what it's going to become. But over time, the more success I saw, the more I kind of learned about it. And uh, yeah. You know, it, I think about things like just building a simple landing page and how easy that is today with things like lead pages or click funnels um, or just so many other tools. Whereas, you know, back in 2009, that wasn't so easy, you know? You, was it even, was there anything drag and drop or did you actually go learn how to program in HTML to make your first version of your website? Yeah, you know, I wish I didn't spend as much time as I did trying to uh, do HTML tweaks and stuff, but I, I did do that uh, on my own. I, I used WordPress, so I'm a big fan of WordPress. Um, I use it on all, all my sites and um, you use ClickFunnels, right? I use WordPress and ClickFunnels, those two, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I did do a lot of tweaks and just 
I mean, I, I, it's, my advice to other people is just to keep it as simple as possible and just to focus on the content. So when I, you know, most of my, my site right now even is built in such a simple way. So a lot of the growth could come in organically without me having to invest in a huge amount of money on the developer. So I, I wasn't one of those people. So some people, they get into online business and they invest in this fancy website um, and they get a developer and they spend a lot of money. I didn't do any of that. I was just doing everything on my own. Uh, it, was, it was, it's still set up like a simple blog and it's just organized much better than most. And it's, it is very much geared towards SEO, which is how, how I get my traffic, part of how I get my traffic. So for me, yeah, I didn't have any drag and drop tools back then. Uh, right now I use a Beaver Builder and stuff like that, which allows you to do that for certain landing pages. But still, my, my structure of my site is so simple. I have the category, the posts under them. So I keep it quite simple. Uh, that's the key. Awesome. So 2009, you got your idea. How long before your course was available and people could go to the site and, and actually hit purchase? So, uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, uh, I started putting up videos and, uh, I, I made it a membership site almost right away. So I started charging right away, but it, back then it was maybe $7 a month or 40 bucks a year. Uh, right now it's more than that, but, uh, I just started charging right away. And, the the idea was, um, in return, I'm going to keep uploading new videos. That was kind of like my promise. So whoever signs up in the beginning, you know, I don't raise the price for you. That was basically the main pitch. Um, but to be honest with you, there was not a lot of stuff. That's why the first few years I didn't make much money. So it was very slow going. I mean, I was making 500 bucks and then it grew to 700 bucks. And then because videos, the kind of videos that we make is really hard to do and it takes a long time. See, right now we have 250 videos. When I started charging, it was maybe, I had maybe 25. And it was not enough for, to entice somebody to want to come in because there's so many different styles in ballroom dancing. It's not that easy. Like, I, I didn't just choose to create one course in one style. I was kind of like doing like, I started right away with like three, four different dances. And it's like somebody could come in who's beyond the basic level and there's nothing for them. So for a while, you know, I, just ha I was just building my email list. And in terms of sales, to be honest, it was very slow going until maybe, you know, the third, fourth year uh, where things started to pick up. So it, I, I, again, I think in my case was a bit unique than most people because I was doing my, I had my physical dance studio as well. So um, as I was learning about the online business, I was also focused on my, on my offline business. So I was really, you know, on both sides and I was still training. I was actually competing myself as a professional still. So it was kind of like um, doing it whenever I could. So, sorry, I think I got a bit on a tangent there, but. <laughs> no, that's perfect. You, I want to clarify one thing you mentioned, like when you were first getting started, you said $500, $700. Are you referring to per month? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people listening to this would be thrilled with that, um, especially at first, right? If, you know, I was talking to somebody on the phone a few weeks ago who was, you know, it was a coaching call and, and they were right at the beginning stages and we were talking about whether creating an online course was even a good idea at her stage in life. 
And I was like, look, you know, you're, you might not make $50,000 a month doing this, but if you were to make $500 a month extra with this thing, that's mostly passive income, would you be happy with that? And she was like, yeah, an extra $500 would be great. And so, you know, to hear when you're starting out it's $500, I mean, that's nothing to, uh, to, to, to write off at all. Well, I mean, when I start, probably the first month, it wasn't even that. It was yeah. probably 200 something. And then it grew to 500 and then it kept going up and up over time. But yeah, it, in comparison to, uh, you know, now it was, uh, yeah, it was very slow going back then. Okay. So what was, do, do you remember like what the first kind of big uptick was for you and what, what you did that uh, made it start to pick up? I think the main thing that I noticed um, is that, first of all, I, I needed to clarify my targeting. That was the biggest thing that helped me kind of focus my site. Because in the beginning, I was like, who am I really? I was just putting out stuff there. I didn't understand who my customer is. And I think a lot of people, when they start out, they have no idea. They're guessing. They don't know the demographic. They don't know um, who, who that ideal customer is. So for me, once I kind of found out that, you know, who is my actual target market, which is older people, people who are looking for social dancing, I started targeting all my energy towards talking to that person. And there's a lot of websites out there that target competitive dancing, for example, and we don't do that, even though I could very easily. And some of our, some of our members are uh, competitive dancers because our videos are good for both, but I still target those social dancers. And so just making that distinction uh, changed every piece of marketing that I do, especially I would say my email. So I think the, one of the biggest upticks I saw is when I, I have an email funnel that I use. Uh, so some, somebody signs up for my five videos and then I have follow-up sequences. And uh, I, I really, first of all, retargeted those emails to talk to my specific uh, target market to their specific pain points as well as the videos that I made were kind of like creating a desire to want to buy from us. Uh, so that was another thing that, uh, that I did, but it, it's, it's um, again, it was a lot of trial and error and then also doubling down on YouTube. That was the other thing. Okay. So it's yeah. talking about the like t target avatar type person. I, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you with your progression there because it wasn't until I had been bit in business a couple of years before I, I realized who exactly the target customer was and it wasn't exactly who I expected. When I, when I was just starting out, I expected it to be kind of younger people going after my piano course, uh, wanted to play socially and kind of impress their friends. In reality, um, typical person that buys my course is more like 60 years old, just retired, has a little extra time on their hands and just looking for like a retirement hobby. And I was able to kind of shift my messaging and marketing um, once I discovered that. So my next question to you would be, um, knowing that, knowing what you know now about that, do you have any advice for somebody that's just getting started and can identify their target customer beforehand so that they can get it right from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, one of the easiest, so, so there's two ways. Uh, the first ways is uh, to do service. Uh, service, I don't know if I can even say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, just survey your audience. So get an email list going and then send them uh, just to find out even what their interests are, what they're looking for, what their age is. So that's the simplest one. And the other one is 
uh, go into Google Analytics uh, into demographics, right? So if you're getting some traffic, um, just check to see at least what the age group is at the very least, as well as I think they have interests there right now. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what you were going to say there, but that's, I agree a hundred percent is you can ask, you can ask anybody interested and then also look, just looking at the data inside of Google. And then the other thing you mentioned a couple uh, minutes ago was doubling down on YouTube. So what did that look like? Did that mean, did that mean upgrading your gear? Did that mean increasing the frequency you'd post videos? Yeah, it was all, all of the above. So first of all, I, once I put up some videos, uh, I didn't notice, I didn't check for a while. And then all of a sudden, huh, this got like 10,000 views or something like that. And then now some of my videos are a million views or so. And um, in, so once I saw that, I was like, huh, my audience is on YouTube. So why don't I just go on YouTube? And from my serving as well, I, when I, uh, actually what I did was, I used to, um, when people purchased, I used to ask them, uh, there was a drop down, where did you find us from? Or how did, you, how did you find out about Passion for Dancing? And I realized a lot of people ticked YouTube as one of the places. And that's when I realized, aha, okay, uh, people are finding us on YouTube. Um, actually, funny, funny story, I had a, a Google penalty as well at that time. And I realized that my sales were still kind of okay um, and, um, and that's when I realized why, because of YouTube, because people were, were checking to see that they were actually getting to my site from YouTube. And that's when I decided to, yes, first of all, I started posting, um, more, uh, on YouTube. So right now I post about once a week back then, maybe once every two weeks on YouTube and, um, also researching what type of videos do better to bring people back to my site and also how do I bring them back from YouTube to my site? I uh, trying to analyze all of that more. Yeah. So what is your, what is your kind of marketing funnel look like on passion for dancing? Do you get a lot of sales when people first visit the site or do you have a way to remarket and retarget those people? Yeah. So the main ways I get people to my site is from Google SEO and uh, YouTube. I have a, I'm dabbling. I have a remarketing uh, list for anybody who watches my YouTube videos. So I have a display ad through AdWords, which uh, retargets those people. Uh, those kind of like my main ones. And then, so uh, yeah, about 50% of the people just show up from, let's say YouTube and, and will buy, they're ready to buy because they've been watching my channel for a while. And then 50% is from email, which is, they just um, uh, go into my sequence. I provide a lot of value tips. And then uh, eventually some of them buy. With, uh, with the monthly membership model that you have, I'm sure that one of your goals is not only to get people to sign up, but to get people to stay signed up and not cancel. Is that fair to say? Yes. So what, is your, what, is your, what are your top tips or strategies to get people to stick around as long as possible? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> so first of all, what I found now over the years is that I have some members who sign up monthly and then they, uh, they stay for just a few months and they cancel, but they, some of them come back later on. So in a year or so, they'll still come back. So that still adds to my value of a customer, uh, which is really nice. Um, in terms of getting them to stay, the key is um, 
so we're, we're constantly uploading new videos still. So I'm, I have about 10 or so videos going uh, into the membership area every single month because we're still not finished with the content production. Uh, so this is one of the biggest issues is just catching up to, because now we're targeting all the different partner dance styles. We want to be the, the place for all partner dances, which is a huge commitment and it takes a while, but just for, by them seeing us producing new content in the membership area, that makes them stay. Um, besides that, the only other thing we have is we have a bonus feature, which is, um, yeah, I guess I could talk about that, which is monthly music lists that expire every month. So that's something that is a true value for somebody staying month after month because, um, we have these monthly music lists where we give you practice songs. So we, I just link up to a few Amazon links where they can basically add practice songs to their repertoire. Uh, and uh, those uh, expire every two months. So they can only get the last two months of music lists. Um, so that's kind of like one of the things that I've tried to, but I've got to do better at that, to be honest with you. Um, I've got, I, I need to, to, to do better with that. I know some people offer like live, uh, Facebook lives or something like that every month. I haven't been doing that. It doesn't seem my audience cares about that enough. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's all, that's all really cool stuff. So this is all, we've mostly been talking about passionfordancing.com to this point. And I know you've got some other things going on, right? So You've got, you created this site, Passion for Dancing. You've got this online course that has done better and better through the years. What motivated you to create uh, your, this, the, the next website? Well, learntodance.com, uh, I actually bought it from somebody. It's, it's a site that's been around forever, actually. Um, and uh, it, the idea was, so first of all, you know, I, I wanted to, expand and try something new because you know as an entrepreneur you always <laughs> were looking for more basically um, never satisfied but uh, basically they had a lot of traffic SEO traffic and I wanted to try to refer some of their traffic to passion for dancing from the ballroom dancing pages that was the first thing the second thing is uh, they also um, w had a lot of traffic for other dance styles. So that's how the idea came about is how do maybe I should become, maybe learn to dance is going to sell standalone courses in different styles of dance, like hip hop, tap dancing, club dancing, all that kind of stuff. So now we sell online courses individually. So it's not a membership site. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's another place. Also people find out about passion for dancing from there as well. So it, it kind of does both. It, it sells its own stuff and it refers traffic. So Awesome. So it didn't have any course offerings when you bought it. And that's one of your goals uh, when you win buying it. And since you've been able to uh, create these other courses on that site. Oh my God. That site was on like front page. It was like so old, nothing worked, tons of broken links. We had, I had to, uh, I hired some people to help me to move it to WordPress, completely redesign it from scratch. Uh, from beginning and uh, and then I networked with a lot of the vendors that you see on there right now which is uh, basically I'm selling the course for them it's not those are not necessarily courses I produced myself uh, some of the ball there's a ballroom one that I did but there's a hip-hop one that I did but the rest of them are other people's courses 
that I sell for them. And, uh, okay. So you're yeah. just an affiliate for a lot of those courses, not an affiliate. So that's the thing is I sell it directly and I pay them directly. Okay. Uh, which I know a lot of people don't do, but, uh, I just, I, I, I do direct deals with these vendors and they say, Hey, let me take up, send me your course and I'll put it up. I'll sell it for you and I'll pay you every month for a commission. And yeah, so it's kind of like an affiliate, but except they don't leave my site. Right. They, yeah, they, that's awesome. Yeah. So I keep the email list and everything. Right. Okay. So do you, do you have any other websites? <laughs> so my new one uh, that I started uh, where I'm going to be talking more about marketing and business is besuperclear.com. Uh, so uh, that's where I'm going to be talking about my entrepreneurship stuff. Um, and, um, and then I started another website, uh, but it's so new that at this point probably doesn't make any sense to talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, what is be super clear? What does that mean to you? Be super clear uh-huh. is, well, it's, it's basically being super clear in your business. Yeah. But, and communicating to your audience clearly in every way. Um, so it's, it's, it's more about business related and commu- marketing communication related type of stuff. Yeah. So man, I'll tell you, you've got, you've got a lot of stuff going on for me. You know, my main focus is piano in 21 days. I do this podcast as well. Um, and I don't have a lot of other stuff going on. I don't own a, a physical business in town like you do. So, I mean, how do you, what is like your day to day look like with all these different things going on? Yeah, that actually, that's a problem right now is I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to prioritize. Also, to be honest with you, I don't always work on all of them at the same time. So some of them kind of cruise along. LearnToDance.com, for example, is kind of cruising along. Uh, you know, BeSuperClear.com is also not, you know, it's, it's something I'm going to, I'm just doing it for fun right now. It's not, I don't have like pressure, you know what I mean? There's other things that are more priorities. So it just depends um, what the priorities are. My physical studio is also not a priority. I'm not spending that much time there as well. So, um, yeah, so I just try to prioritize my my time as as best as I can. But you see, I'm also in a unique situation where in order for me to produce my videos for Passion for Dancing, I need a location to film it. It's it's not as easy. Like you can do it from home, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. And uh, you can have a good setup in just a room, which is great. It's, it's easy to start. For me, I got to be somewhere. We got to move around. We got to sometimes hire a camera person. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and so you mentioned some advice earlier on for people that, that want to create their own online course. Um, and that, that advice was to keep things as simple as possible and to focus on the content. When you say focus on the content, uh, can you go into a little more depth into that? Yeah, sure. Um, so in the beginning when they start, um, well, I mean, it depends on their business model, but I, I think a lot of, a lot of people these days are starting with content marketing, which is, uh, basically promoting themselves via their blogs, via their YouTube channels, whatever it is. Um, so the best thing is just, to research and figure out what already people are looking for online and then try to create a piece of content that is better than what's out there or somehow more unique than what's out there already. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying is 
just start putting things out there. But I would, I would be more strategic if, if they could figure out um, what already works for other people and then, and then uh, see if you can make it better uh, somehow, then create content around that. If, if that's what you're doing, if you're doing content marketing. So basically go to passionfordancing.com and do everything that you're doing, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm doing everything right, but uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff. They can go also check out the YouTube channel there as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out your YouTube channel because it sounds like it's been around for a while and it sounds like it's got a lot of views going on. Um, so look, Leon, this, is, this has been great. I appreciate you sharing your story and all the successes and advice and everything. So um, in closing, why don't you, if, if there's anything else you want to share with the audience and then just kind of reiterate all the places that people can find your stuff online. Uh, no, I think uh, the main thing is just uh, to, to get started and uh, to persevere. I mean, I know everybody says it, but that's the main thing. It's just trial and error and, and uh, to stick with it, even if, when it's not working, uh, and, and persevere. That's, that's kind of like the main last piece of advice because the tactics are always going to change, but uh, you have to persevere through whatever the landscape uh, you know, is. So... Um, and in terms of finding me, I mean, if they want to come check out uh, passionfordancing.com, learntodance.com to kind of see what those sites are. Other than that, they can check out uh, besuperclear.com where I'm going to be writing more about uh, entrepreneurship lessons and stuff like that. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Leon. Yeah, no problem. Well, that does it for the conversation with Leon. Thank you so much to him. And in closing, I just want to remind you that if you are interested in starting out down this path like Leon did, like I've done, like so many others have done, and they take whatever they're already passionate about, whatever you're already good at, whatever hobby you have, and turning that into a profitable online course. I've got one of the best resources out there to get started with. It's my eight-step guide, eight-step quick start guide to turning your hobby or passion into an online course. You can go get that for free right now at my website, The Online Course guy.com so i look forward to you grabbing that and working with you on your own online course and we'll see you next time for episode 36 of the online course guy podcast